you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Guardian. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 76 of In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and to you, the Destiny community. However we reached your ears, we thank you for making us a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. And my name is David. And we want to make sure that you're checking out all the other amazing podcasts available here on the Mash Those Buttons network at www.mashthosebuttons.com. Get involved with the show by sending feedback and questions to inorbitpodcasts at gmail.com or on Twitter at inorbitpodcast. We also have our Twitch, www.twitch.tv slash dsbolt. So David, it's been a while since you've been here. How have you been? Eh, just two weeks, just two weeks, but I've uh, been good. Um, sick, but good. I've been playing Destiny. I hadn't played PvP for a while, but um, I hopped into Mayhem Iron Banner when it was around. It was fun. And I've been going in uh, for just a little bit each day this week because, you know, I'm getting psyched for the Destiny 2 beta. I'm going to play tons of PvP in that. Um, and, you know, it's, it's actually been fun as it can be. I, I'm guessing the break helped, but meta is a little stale, as people have been saying, you know, for months. Mm-hmm. But it's been good. It's been a good week. It's been fun. How about your week, Jorge? It's been good. Um, kind of haven't really been playing much uh, this past week. Actually, you kind of know him, uh, Brandon, um, who's in our clan. Yeah. Um, he never did Wrath of the Machine, and I don't know what happened. He just never got around to doing it. Um, and we took him through the very first time. We did the entire raid, including challenges, and he actually landed the last stun on Axis, which I was completely surprised that he actually got the whole mechanic for stunning and taking care of the supers. Um, the, what is it? The empowerment, empowerment spots? Yeah. yeah. He, took, he got that really quickly, and, and we actually did the entire raid with challenges in two hours. Very nice. And his very first time, so I was massive shout out to Brandon, um, because man, that that is especially for the for your very first time. That is a very tough uh, challenge. I, I I've been saying it on the show. I think that's the toughest challenge in the game, um, outside of Golgoroth and probably Atheon. Golgoroth, Golgoroth as a team, like for us, is is very easy because you just get in position, do what you need to do, and go. But there's a lot of people who still can't get that Golgoroth challenge down. Whereas like okay. Oryx, you, you can do it like really, really easily because it's the easiest way to do that encounter, <laughs> which is sad. I don't um, think they thought that one through. Like when, when they made that challenge, they're like, oh yeah, 16 orbs. Like that's going to be super hard, which in theory it is. But, you know, they didn't think about the fact that then they're giving you an invincibility bubble to just stand in with no repercussions. Yeah, the, I, you know, kind of jumping on that, I'm actually surprised that they didn't Im- introduce more of a pen, like, like you said, more of a penalty. Like, imagine when, if you didn't um, do any damage to Oryx that round, imagine if the blights that, you know, kind of appear sometimes on some of the strikes and story playlists, like, show up, like, there's five blights that continuously spawn enemies like wizard, like taking wizards or whatever. And like you have to clear them out along with the other thrall that spawn on the sides. Like that's a lot of stuff that you have to worry about. Um, your team has to worry about um, making sure that they, that those are taken care of along with 
worrying about the thrall that jump into the bubble. That would have made it an actual challenge. I mean, I, n- I never thought that like the enemies were bad. I thought the enemies were fine. I think it's just the fact that you're invincible. Like you didn't need to add blights and stuff if you just took away being able to be invincible during that part. Like maybe make it maybe if they made it so the invincibility bubble, if you're not holding the relic or whatever it is um you only can be in there for 15 seconds at a time or something like that like that would have been better just to stop what we were doing but i don't know i think when they designed the challenge they just didn't think about what they were giving us but that's old news yeah i mean but what i think about is like i don't have a problem with the invincibility bubble but the biggest thing you had to worry about was making sure that the area was clear so that when you go to the next phase where he activates the um, the pocket dimension, that you have to you have to keep that area clear so that when people get teleported in, they don't get overwhelmed. And just filling the area, it's like okay, you're invincible. Manage all these enemies that are going to be coming out. Yeah, they're not going to do any damage to you for a certain amount of time because you're an invincibility uh, aura. But imagine like a wizard sneaking into that pocket dimension, a taken wizard. Like that would just ramp up the difficulty right there. Like you have to manage those ads, otherwise, people in there are gonna die really, really quickly. That's true. Yeah. So, I, 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 I again, there's I have so many fond memories of Destiny One. Actually, I, I kind of wanted to bring that topic up um, with this week's show. Um, what are our fondest memories of Destiny One? Because there's a lot of really, really cool moments that we had. We've had a lot of complaints. Not only on this show, but throughout the community. Um, but David, what is one of your favorite moments from Destiny One? Um, honestly, it was probably like year one and um, beginning of like first half of year two. Trasvo Cyrus in general, um, back when everybody was playing, it wasn't just like a sweat fest of double carries and stuff. It was just fun PvP. It was the most fun I had in PvP in Destiny. And, you know, being able to just go with friends, get everybody to the lighthouse each week. Um, it was so much fun. Now, obviously, you know, it's it's cluttered with the best of the best. And, like, I have trouble going to the lighthouse now just because if, if you're not going hard for the entire nine things, there are people who just abuse the game and use stickies. And, you know, you basically lose to people who aren't per se as good as you they might be they might be but most of the time when you've got things like stickies it's just kind of i hate like a a crutch but Mm -hmm. those those that first six to ten months of trials was so much fun and i love doing it every single weekend i'd hop in for like 10 to 20 tickets or more and it was it was so much fun for me yeah i mean definitely for me i know that a lot of people did not have fond memories of it, but I think for me, my favorite memory, um, you remember Brett Crawford? I think you, yeah, you yeah. played with him. Yeah. Um, the very first time I met him was doing Skolas runs when I was doing those Skolas runs just because I was a weirdo and I, I loved doing Skolas runs. Um, him and his friend Alonzo, um, they had never done Skolas and they they had tried multiple times with many, many different people and they couldn't get it. And like my favorite memory will always be doing that Skolas run and the second that Skolas died and Brett freaking out, oh my God, y'all dude. Like I'll never forget that that moment because it was just so, it, for me it was like, I was happy because he finally got his moment, but it was also hilarious because I know Brett and like, cause it's like, yo, that was sick, man. Like, <laughs> I, I I love reactions like that. Like that was just pure joy, and I will never ever forget that moment. Um, Brett is one of our good friends, um, and yeah, he's he's such an awesome dude. And and it was because of that that he joined me and and when we were in the Technodrome, and uh, he met up with a whole bunch of people there. And now he's got a, his own group, and or he's yeah, still dude. with the Technodrome, but like. Like a lot more people know of him and like he, he games with them all the time. So uh, just an awesome, awesome, uh, awesome guy. And just that that pure joy, that that experience that he had when we finally took down uh, Skolas. Like I'll never forget that. A, a lot of my memories are actually with Skolas. Like that was a that was probably 
one of the toughest encounters in all of Destiny at at the appropriate at that appropriate light level. And I yeah. still think that it was one of the most well thought out fights that didn't come out well thought out at the end. Like it, it's a, it's a shame that they use, that they had modifiers because I think that the experience was pretty good as it was. That they didn't need to throw on modifiers like arc burn, solar burn. Um, what is a brawler, small arms? It almost I, I sometimes think, it made it easier with the modifiers. Yeah, the the modifiers were just weird because it was just like I get it, we're level thirty four, but and the enemies are thirty five, but that doesn't really help, nor does it hurt us. So, like I, I think Skolos by itself was really really good. Um, if anything, I, I would have probably thrown more modifiers in. Kind of change the fight, and not modifiers, but like um, mechanics. mechanics in that fight. Like a lot more of the bombs that explode um, and leave that webbing. Like they just pop up out of nowhere, and you have to clear them out. Otherwise, you're gonna get stuck. Yeah, that that would have been that would have been good. There's and, the and, thing about that was everybody complained that there was no raid with that expansion, but the Skolas fight had better mechanics than some of the raid bosses we've seen. Absolutely. I, yeah, I mean. I, it's that that whole poison mechanic was was brilliantly thought out. I, I I honestly believe that it made sense. Like you have to work as a team. Like I mean, now you can block it with your sword, but back then when you didn't have swords, like it, it was just you had to communicate with your team, or you had. To, I mean, there there were people who, who were um not uh, yeah they were deaf um that that they could I can't remember yeah they were deaf. And they just couldn't obviously hear what the what the uh, other guardian was saying, so they would use um, the points of fingers or dances uh, emote to like indicate, "Hey, take off the poison." Mm-hmm. But at least like before the fight, they communicated. They they had they had established something. So I I, I love the Skolas fight for forcing people to come up with things to communicate what needs to happen. Is like, "Yo, take it off now," or. It, it was just such a, a brilliant fight, and, and I hope that it that they that, I don't want to say like copy the mechanic, but take that concept and and go with it a little bit more. Yeah, because it, it was really I I love that fight. I know yeah. people hate it. I can't wait for all the hate mail, and I know Justin's gonna send me a message saying, "Hore, you need to get your head checked." Hi, Justin. Anyway. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about the TWAB this week because there wasn't much to really talk about um, in the TWAB. Uh, the TWAB was basically listing all the ways to install your Destiny 2 beta, which was way more complicated than it needed to be. Are you uh, are you staring at the screen for three hours a day? I'm, <sighs> I'm staring at the screen. I'm staring at the screen right now, actually. <laughs> you sound uh, disappointed. It's and- mesmerizing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, like, take this, just, oh. I, I, they first told us they were going to send us an email that had the code. And then we would take that code, put it into, uh, what is the PlayStation Store. And then it ended up not being that, that you would take, you'd take the code that you got from, like, GameStop or whatever. You would put it in Bungie. Then you would go to the code redemption screen in Bungie, which was hidden somewhere because it's not all clearly listed. And then you go and select your console, and then you they give you a code. Then you finally take that code over to, to Sony, and then you put it, like, why? Yeah, it was a headache. And mine, like, so I did the PlayStation Store thing. I had no idea how to get my code. Literally, like, um, Mesa Sean, shout out to him, saved my life. He posted a video, because I'm like, how do I do this? So I'm like, whatever, Google has the answer. I Google it, comes up with a Mesa Sean video, and he's like, hey, there's a link in my description. And if you click that link, it will automatically download from the PlayStation Store to your PlayStation. I was like, you saved my life, man. You saved my life. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just don't understand why it was so complicated. I get that they want to register with, but like, the game with Bungie but like five steps really I mean yeah I, I I just don't understand why it was like that like if I'm if I'm Bungie I'm thinking of this and maybe this is just me oversimplifying it make a specific like website or link for the Bungie 2 beta 
like you log in with your Sony uh, account. It says right there, please put in the, the code given to you by the uh, retailer. Put in the code. Sony knows, hey, the account is good to go. And then you just go to the PlayStation store and hit download. Like I, I don't or or Xbox knows. Like it just seemed way more complicated than it need to be. I mean, it's it's not a huge deal now because there's all the fact that there has to be a video that shows you how to do it automatically tells you it's over, over overly complicated. And I hope that they kind of fix this in the future. Regardless, we got our we got the beta. We're, we're excited, but just this is just. Mm. This is how you don't do betas. Anyway. <laughs> um, in the actual TWAB, there are already known bugs for the demo. Or, yeah, I'm just going to keep calling it a demo. No, it's a beta. Anyway, demo. It is a beta. Um, there's already known bugs that are listed for this. And I'm not really surprised. Nor I'm not disappointed. You know why? Beta. Betas have bugs. Exactly. I mean, it, it's it, this. This is a, a slice of the game that that was already created, or a, a, an example of what the game's going to be. They're already working on a version that is leagues beyond this. Like, I guarantee you that the version that they have have already worked out most, if not all, the kinks, and have already added new things and new balances that that are like. Maybe three versions ahead of what we got right here. Probably more than three. I mean, it's evident by the fact that they know the bugs, that they've mm -hmm. been working on the bugs. And the the other thing is, um, this this beta is more just about testing server loads because they do right. have the the new server style they're using and stuff. So, I it's it's all about testing. It's, yeah, yeah, because it's a beta, and Jorge, not a demo. <laughs> It's 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 a demo. Anyway, it's a beta. Um, That's why so, we're getting to go to the farm because it's a beta. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, me being me, and I did this every single time. When there was always a new version of Destiny, I was always excited for the title screen. And the reason I was excited for the title screen was because the music would change, and I love the music. Like, say what you will about the game. One of the best things to ever come out of Destiny has always been the music. Like the music oh, yeah. has absolutely Definitely. been fantastic. I'll never forget when Taken King preloaded. Like there was was a week or two weeks before the game was actually released, and the title screen change. Mm -hmm. Like the music was in the background, like you could hear it, and I left it on there. I remember one day for like forty five minutes. I turned off my 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 monitor. And I just let the music play, and I was. It's 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 it was just an amazing feeling, and and I did the same thing with the Destiny Two beta thing. So so the the beta title screens music is the same as the music from the Destiny Two theme you got when you downloaded like the digital deluxe version on the PlayStation Store. Mm. So I've had that music for months, and there have been many times in that months where I've just had my PlayStation just on in my room and that music playing because it is some good music, man. Yeah, I mean. I, I will, I will always love the music from Rise of Iron. Say say what you will about that expansion, but I think like that was the some of the best composition ever in a in a, in a Bungie game. Like the music for Rise of Iron was absolutely phenomenal. The encounter music when you do the raid encounter music for like Vosik and Axis One, like I love that battle theme. Like that just like pumps me up for that that battle and. I'm really excited for the music for Destiny 2, so I, I can't wait for the eventual announcement of the Destiny 2 uh, soundtrack because I'm probably going to be geeking out a little bit. It reminds me of when, uh, uh, when, uh, what is it called? The, what was episode, uh, oh my god. Yeah, that episode. Episode yep, that one. one of Star Wars. Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. There we go. When Phantom, before Phantom Menace came, I was, uh, maybe 12 13 i can't remember how old i was probably a little bit older um i had the soundtrack playing for hours just hours just i i, I love like oh my god i want to change my favorite destiny moment because okay. of what you just said 
there was this one time where we were raiding and Jorge was there. It was a great time. It was a oh, great time. I don't know where you're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing Oryx, okay? And the fight's about to start and everybody's and just, just like, fates. I, but, I, but nobody knew I was going to play it. Everybody's just like quiet. We're like waiting for it to start. Oryx goes to pop up and I timed it perfectly and just blared the Duel of Fates into the thing and we let it play through the entire fight and Duel of Fates fit the Oryx fight perfectly <laughs> and it was beautiful oh man that dude we had a lot of great experiences with that king's fall raid yeah it's because we did it so many goddamn times and we also had a lot of frustrating <laughs> experiences <laughs> oh man ah oh, duel of the fates anyway uh let's go to the next topic which is the ign stories um they continued this week we got endless veil which is I don't know about you, but it reminded me a little bit of um, the new map that we got in Rise of Iron, the, the Vex one, with the Vex milk and stuff, mixed in with, um, uh, what is it? The It reminded me of Vertigo. A little bit of Vertigo mixed with Black Garden, the theme, like the colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, I could see that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it was, it, it really stood out and it, it I'm I'm interested to see how it plays. I mean, it looks like a map that could that you could do control on. I mean, it, it was a map that it was control. I'm sorry. Um, it's only for control. The, not the game. Not control. That's not the game that I was talking about. Um, like countdown. Countdown. But I thought they they were making it so game modes were specific to maps now. Certain maps will have specific game modes. Yes. Um, you'll have specific maps that are only going to be for let's say for countdown or whatever. But then there's going to be more. Um, there's going to be certain maps that can do multiple. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so I misunderstood. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if that's a map that will be for countdown, but it seems like a, there's a lot of spaces for cover and that that are open. So it seems, at least just from looking at it, it looks like a map that could be effective for countdown. But again, right. I don't know because we, we haven't played it. I hope that that's one of them. That's the map that we get to play because I know that we get. Um, is it downtown? Is that what it's called? We get downtown for countdown, and I think right. that one for uh, control during the beta. There's yeah, there's another, there's one for control. We don't know which one it is, but we, oh, I thought they said it was that one. I mean, I'd be okay it? if it was the what Vastuk or whatever. Vostok. That that one yeah. looks cool, man. In the Fall Winter's Peak, that looks like a cool map. Yeah, I, I mean, now that you brought up that that one for, let's go ahead and talk about Vostok. The reason I I, I want Vostok is weird. It, 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 it's a map that it, op it opens up questions about Destiny um, Rise of Iron. We already know Destiny Rise of Iron, and, and again, this is just theory. So th these are theories that are put out by the community. I have my own personal feelings, but I'm just going to put out the theory right now. We already know that, that Rise of Iron basically took five, six months to create. It was it was concocted in July. I'm sorry, January of 2016. It was released in September. So there was a lot of beta testing done um, in the last two months. So the theory is that they took Bellwinter's or they took Vostok, which was already cr supposedly created for Destiny Two, or in the in the moments of being created for Destiny Two, and that they they created a social space out of that. To fit in with the theme for Rise of Iron. Mm. I heard that and I was like, I could see that, but I don't know. I mean, I mean I when, you, like... when you look at Vostok, it looks, and I'm not saying that the, that the graphics are bad, but it looks like it came straight out of Rise of Iron. It's supposed I, and I, to. And I know they said it's a lot of people to. are, I'm sorry? They said it's supposed to. They said it's supposed to look like that area. They they literally say it's the area outside of Falwinter's Peak. Right. No, I, I get that. But um like maybe it was just the video quality, but it looked like Destiny One. I mean it's because it was playing at thirty frames a second and the same graphic quality. Like, yeah, it's the graphics are gonna be a little better in Destiny Two, but when you're playing them at the same graphics quality, same frame 
right? Like it's going to look the same. Everything we're seeing in general is at either a higher frame rate and quality rate because it's being played on a PC or it's being played at the same frame rate but a higher quality rate because that's what they want to show it to you at. They want to show you it at 4K because it can be in 4K. Mm. When you get it in the same frame rate and quality as we have Destiny 1, it's going to look almost the same. Yeah, some stuff will look cleaner, but it still will look almost the same. Mm. So yeah, I, I it's interesting that they included a map from Fellwinter that, that involved Fellwinter's Peak, more specifically that specific area of Fellwinter's Peak. Um, I definitely dug the uh, the Iron Banner images that were put all around it. Well, I mean, this kind of says that uh, we're not going back to Fellwinter's Peak as well. Because Crucible maps are built around abandoned areas, according mm-hmm. to Destiny lore, which means Fellwinter's Peak is now abandoned. Yeah. Uh, I actually wondered about that for a while, um, what they're going to do with the Iron Temple. Like, what happens to it? Because we've heard a lot about the Tower, but we already know that there's other social spaces. We know about the Reef. We know about uh, the Iron Temple. and mercury which apparently gets blown up mercury does not get blown up they've already released maps on mercury jorge stop with your shenanigans what are you talking about maps on mercury bro do you not watch youtube videos what maps on mercury uh there's a pvp map that they fly into on mercury and then there is a clip from one of the videos i think it's ign has put out that is on mercury you need to send me that that video because okay it's either it's either unknown player or more council i forget which one yeah, because there's a lot of images that show Mercury getting blown up. I think you're crazy. That, that's why, if you notice in the uh, in the videos, um, there's two suns in our solar system, or two stars in our solar system now. I haven't noticed that. I haven't even seen anyone who's talked about that actually. So yeah. It, it, we're I'll, I'll send you the, the, the images and stuff. We'll, we'll go ahead and discuss this later on. But um, with regards to the, the social spaces, I want to see what happens because obviously Gaul and his Red Guard are going to be flying into our solar system. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to be passing through the asteroid belt, um, the reef area. So there would there is very likely the possibility of an encounter there. And then they're invading Earth. So it would make sense that possibly the Fellwinter's Peak could, could get uh, affected or um, Lord Saladin is leading um, refugees out of the city and, and helping them leave the area. So all of a sudden, now that the Iron Temple doesn't have any secrets to hold because the SIVA uh, situation is contained and, and addressed, you know, it would make sense to abandon that area. So I'm going to be interested to see how they how they go with storyline-wise those specific social areas. Right. And I, I want to see exactly what goes on uh, with the Cabal and those areas. Um, and, I, and I know that the, one of the uh, story missions that involves us sneaking into the Cabal homeworld. So while we have heard of the different planets such as Earth, Nessus, what is Io and Titan... We know that we're going to be going to another area for at least a mission. I thought Io was the Cabal homeworld or whatever. Mm -mm. Io is the last place the Traveler touched with the light. I thought that was Nessus. No, Nessus is a planetoid that invaded our solar system that was taken over by the Vex. Eh. I thought one of them was a Cabal one. Whatever. Which is actually based on a real planetoid. What's up? I said, I'm just getting my stuff all missed. Yeah, yeah, you are. Right now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can't talk. What do you think of Vostok and and the the video that was provided? I think it looks fun. I think it looks like a good map. Um, I really am disappointed that we still have not seen Arkstrider gameplay. Like, we've seen, like, 30 seconds total of Arkstrider gameplay, but we've seen all this, like, we've seen Striker gameplay. We've seen Captain America gameplay. We've seen 
Dawnblade gameplay. We've seen Voidwalker gameplay now, but we still have not had an extended gameplay release of Arc Strider. Well, I mean, they they previewed it at the event on at yeah, E3, they, they so there's no it, real but like nobody was able to record record footage. Eh. So me, who did not go to E3, has not been able to see Arc Strider, and that's the <laughs> class I really want to see. Well, you'll see it on on um, Wednesday. I'll play it on Wednesday. Right. Um. Yeah, I I I don't think that, that there was any real need for for the Arc Strider video. Um, I do. I like watching videos. You you're you're a creep. Anyway, um, the one thing I wanted to jump on real quick was Blink is back. Only so, for Voidwalker, as of that now that we know of. Yes, only and for and it's nerfed still. Yes. But man, that Void Walker. Oh, but Blink has changed. Blink looks like so you know how in the uh, the original trailer, like Ikora kind of completely disappears and reappears when she's using Blink. Mm-hmm. The way it sounds and looks, it's almost like that's happening. I never got to see like you never saw from another Guardian's perspective in the video Blink happening, but it almost seems like they got rid of that like weird trail of light. To kind of counterset the nerf, I guess, but mm-hmm. which I'd be okay with because right now it kind of sucks. You blink into a room and you have no idea where anyone is. You're at an extreme disadvantage. Yeah, I wish there was a way that you could, at, at least on console, that you could aim the blink, the teleport. You can. Specific... I'm sorry? You can. No, as in like aiming like with, with, your, with a control, like let's say I'm at a standstill. I'm holding the jump button and I aim to a specific location. Obviously you're, you're limited by the distance that you can travel, but without actually jumping, you can activate blink and teleport to that spot. Oh, like you don't want it to be a double jump thing. It it could be a double jump thing, but you could all, but you could also use it to teleport to a specific location. I mean, you can just do that if you type X really, really fast twice. Right. But you, uh, like, I, <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm going at it from the perspective of like Ikora in the video, where she she clearly grabs Blade, uh, Blade, she grabs Cade, teleports, and lets go. So I don't know. Maybe they could do that if they did made it like hold X instead of double tap X. Right. I, I mean, mean that'd be it'd be pretty. I'd be okay with it if it was like, um, it's this bonus ability you get a double jump. Like a double tap X is just a normal double jump, and then you holding X is your blink. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be cool because I think that would open up a lot of possibilities for, especially for PvP, teleporting behind somebody and then shooting them down. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. I'd be okay with that. It could be kind of overpowered, but like, what's overpowered till you've played with it, right? Well, like here, here's the thing. Like, I'm thinking for a warlock. Like, when I think warlock, I'm thinking of using spells and abilities. And Which they're getting closer to with the rifts. They're getting closer to that with the rifts. Right. So, like, as a warlock, like, like I'm thinking Voidwalker, like, it's all about, you know, dodging and, and, and using your abilities. So, like, that's, that's an, like, making it more warlock-like, I, I guess I should say. Like, teleporting in front of, uh, behind somebody, completely throwing them off, using your ability... You know, teleporting back or moving forward using your gun, like make make warlocks a little bit more dynamic, especially a void walker. Where right now, for using current Destiny One, um, the only real difference between a void walker and a sun singer beyond the super is I throw void, you throw solar, and the grenades have different effects, but it's a lot. It's very similar. That's true. Yes, there are differences to them. I'm not saying that it's an act, it's a complete carbon copy. But you play them very similarly. That's true. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, that the a third ability that they've added um, does that for Warlocks a little bit. Um, and I just think, in general, after watching PvP a bunch... Um, the third ability really has changed the game and I like it. Like watching a warlock go to capture points so they drop their healing rift or a titan is on, uh, shoot, the map that we were talking about earlier, not Vestuk, the other one. Yeah, um, that one. 
like a, a titan goes to capture a point so he sets his wall down to block one hallway while watching the other hallway like mm -hmm. the strategy that comes with those abilities is awesome which kind of makes me disappointed in the hunter's ability which is just dodge and reload your weapon or so or dodge and reload your melee like it's it's cool but it seems underwhelming compared to the titans and warlocks as a put as like an overall affecting the gameplay style i guess but uh, I do really like those abilities, and I think they've added a ton to the game. Well, the hunter ones, each each character has two, correct? Because yeah, I know that the, the, the warlock hunter. has the healing and or and yeah, the damage, and then and the then titan damage. has the big wall or the short wall. The hunter's has a dodge, and the dodge is the same, except um, one dodge reloads your weapon, one dodge reloads your melee. Hmm. Yeah, we're gonna have to play with that a little bit. Um, I, I I I do agree with you. Like, like the abilities seem for the for the for the I'm sorry for the Titan and the Warlock seem more support, whereas the Hunter's kind of like selfish. Like, bye bye. But I mean, there is there there is the bonus of oh, it could affect this. Like, say you're in a two on one gunfight, you kill the first guy, you dodge, you're reloaded to attack the second guy. Okay, that's mm -hmm. cool. Um, I know that there is one difference with the dodge. The one difference is like supposedly i don't know if this goes for everything uh, i forget whose video i was watching this is a little while back but the animation one animation is a jump and i think that's the reload one and mm -hmm. the um, melee recharge animation is the shade step animation yeah we have to, we have to check that out so uh, the, the other thing that was in the vostok video that i know bife had on his channel did you see shoulder charge only taking down half of the health? And not that's, a, that's how it should be, though. Like, I, I saw that when I saw shoulder charge, when I, because it was the Warlock gameplay that I loaded up first, and I see this Titan shoulder charging in front of him, I instantly thought, that is not good. Like, that is that was supposed to be something at this point that we'd only seen in the Super. I don't like that. Then when I watched the Titan gameplay and saw him hit half, I'm like, that's okay. Because it takes three melees to kill someone. So you can't then give Titans a one-hit melee ability. Mm -hmm. So I'm okay with it. I think this one, though, like, it would it would take him down far enough that you would hit him with a shoulder charge and then you would have to hit him with melee melee him once more. Him. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Like, a double... It's a situational ability so i'm okay that it makes it be twice i mean the uh the throwing knife from what i've seen makes it so you only require one more melee so i'm okay with that so it's basically like the hunter and the uh, titan both have this thing that takes you down to one melee i'm not sure if the warlock is anything like that we obviously don't know all their abilities yet but right so, but the warlock has um built in twilight garrison so <laughs> That thing, they definitely made the Angel of Light perk way more useful than it ever was. Oh, in yeah. Destiny 1. Oh, that yeah. thing looks amazing. I can't wait to actually use the that. The only thing. time I ever touched Angel of Light in Destiny 1 was for Airborne. The Yeah, the only other time I used Angel of Light was uh, Urzok the Flame. Uh, I think his name is Urzok. Oh, yeah. Prince. I remember Urzok that guy in Prison of Elders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was the only other time I used Angel of Light. Other than that, mm -mm, didn't touch it. Airborne. That's not decent. That's it. Yeah. All right. So, David, why don't you go ahead and talk about Mash Those Buttons? Oh, well, Mash Those Buttons is your ultimate resource for video game commentary, reaction, and involvement by a variety of opinionated and informed gamers who love gaming of all kinds. Covering a large swath of gaming, we cover the latest news and information on the games you care about and always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available today right on the Mash Those Buttons website at www.mashthosebuttons.com. All right. And now we're going to go into messages from the reef messages from the reef is our section where we get questions and commentary from you the community and we reach out to the community to get questions and things that we want to talk about topics so the first item in messages from the reef is going to be specifically for david because this is a big thing destiny 2 in pvp should there be a hardcore mode Okay, well, first off, we got to, you know, talk about what hardcore mode is, because 
even we had some discrepancy on this at first. Um, I instantly thought of the Call of Duty hardcore mode, whereas you thought of more Halo said style, you were duty. saying? Yeah, I said duty. Uh, um, hardcore mode is not referring to any type of ranked play. It's referring to a mode where it is essentially, Jorge had this great way of describing it, um, infernal mode without shields for your guardian. You would be playing with no radar, um, no HUD, and you have a limited health. In Call of Duty, hardcore mode takes it from um, this like three, four bullet kill to a one bullet kill, essentially, with almost all guns. So in Destiny, we'd be looking for something like one shot kills from hand cannons, um, three, four bullets from auto rifles, like stuff like that. And um, this creates kind of this scenario where Destiny PvP is no longer the style of PvP we know. It's not more about movement and dodging and using your abilities to your advantage. It's more about who can get the first shot off. That could be good. However, I see hardcore mode never working in Destiny just because of abilities. You then have one-shot melees at all ranges. Like if you hit someone with throwing knife across the map, they're dead. Um, you have grenades that would just melt people. Um, supers already do one-shot kills, but sometimes the splash damage doesn't kill. The super is going to melt you. So for me, hardcore mode, um, I know a lot of people like it. Uh, this was from a... Uh, destiny um the the forums page and the vote is heavily in favor of yes hardcore mode but i just foresee it being a headache with all the abilities you have in destiny the only thing that would kind of balance hardcore mo mode which i see already happening in destiny 2 is that your abilities don't recharge as fast as they used to they're kind of they're, they're definitely held in check by your um by the actual game since your intellect, discipline, and strength are no longer tied into your armor. Like you can't get, you know, the the four 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 roll or the five five. What is it? Five five two rolls. Like you, it's all set already. So in a way, your abilities. Yes, you have a very powerful, you know, throwing knife, for example. But then you have to wait some time before you you can use that again. So, so you say that, but the hunter has an ability where he can instantly recharge his melee. <laughs> right. But then you have to wait for that to recharge. So yes, you can throw a knife, you know, twirl, get another knife, and then throw it again, and then you have to wait for both. That's true. But so, there's the um, Arc Strider. Basically, if there's hardcore mode, Arc Strider would be the way to go because there is a tree specifically built around getting your abilities faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, would I like it to be in there? I think it would be a fun diversion every once in a while, but that one would be like, that's really where I don't know if I want to say sweats, but like that, I, I could see just, it would be really, really tough um, for especially casual people to get in there and, and actually have some fun. Cause you're just going to, it's kind of going to be like that destiny one mentality where you're like running all of a sudden you get your head blown off and you're oh, like, yeah, you're gonna where did he come from? And it seems like Destiny 2 is heading more in an opposite direction than that. So, would I like to see it? I would like to see anything in the, that would, you know, kind of introduce new game modes for the community. But do I think it's going to happen? Probably not, based on the direction that they're going. Okay, yeah. So, kind of going off that... Um... Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Remastered, and Infinite Warfare right now, and I don't remember if they did this in Black Ops 3 or not. I didn't play Black Ops 3 very much, but uh, they have this thing called Weekend Warfare, and it's like every few weeks, recently it's been every weekend, they have a new game mode implemented for the weekend. And it's kind of like a party mode per se. Um, like they've done like snipers only. They've done this thing called prop hunt where like you can be a box and people have to search for you. Like it's hide and seek. You're playing as an inanimate object. Um, they have all these random game modes that they bring in, which are a ton of fun. And they're mm -hmm. only there for a weekend. And I think that that would actually be something that Destiny 2 could do. And Bungie could do with Destiny in general. That would be a ton of fun because then you you keep it so they have the limited game modes and limited playlists like they want. But then mm -hmm. every weekend or every other weekend or every Tuesday through Friday, like they just implement 
implement this PvP random game mode that everybody can hop into and have a good time with. And then like it, it that's another way to add additional content, especially to people who are uh, PvP fanatics. And I think that would be something that they could learn from a fellow Activision based company and uh steal essentially and i think hardcore mode could be in could be implemented through that and it wouldn't be around 24 7 but it would be around for a period of time and that'd be a good way to see if it works and if it's fun yeah i mean you you, what you're kind of touching on is sort of how we have um iron banner currently set up where where it's like a monthly thing but i think yours would that idea that you mentioned would be way more dynamic and way more fun. Don't get me wrong, like Iron Banner is definitely fun, but after, you know, three Iron Banners, you know, you, you kind of like, you know what, just a glorified version of, or it was originally a glorified version of Control, and it, that's okay, but it kind of lost its luster real quick, whereas because you're going to be constantly introducing a mode that is different every single time, like let's say, like you, like you said, um, the hide-and-go-seek, or I'm thinking like vampires from Halo, where or the infection. They're infections. I'm sorry that that's what it's called. I apologize. Infection, just different game modes that that are only there for like a, a brief amount of time. I think that would be more. That would be that would make it more fun and engaging for the community than a hardcore gaming mode. That's just my opinion. Right. And then anytime you have a game mode, like say, in fact, infection game modes have a big following. People love infection game modes. So then anytime infection pops up as the weekly warfare style game mode or the weekend warfare game mode or whatever, people are like, oh, infections this league. Let's go play infection. Like, mm-hmm. and that's it's it's tons of fun to do that. You could even make Sparrow Racing League a weekend warfare style thing. Absolutely. Um it wouldn't surprise me if they if they did bring back SRL in in the winter, w- along with the what is it the Rasputin? I can't remember if it's Rasputin or or Osiris the first one. I think Regardless, Osiris is first. I think I'm not sure uh, though. Yeah. Regardless, I just think it would be a lot of fun to to introduce um, those modes like on a, either a biweekly, a weekly, or or monthly basis, just to kind of freshen things up. I mean, we already kind of have something like that in Destiny 1, where every week there is a a specific mode that is only available for that week. Like, for example, Mayhem Clash or Doubles or whatever. But like this one, I wanted to be way more dynamic, like offer game modes that haven't been around in Destiny at all. Just something brand new, something to freshen things up in the Crucible and then offer um, that game mode to have... Um, just new game modes that would really freshen up the crucible um so that you have something new to do um every single time um that way crucible doesn't feel like doing the same exact thing i think the problem that we have with crucible right now is while i understand why they they reduce the amount of game modes um it feels like you're kind of doing the same thing every other week and it doesn't feel as fresh I, I I think that brand new game modes just like I I I think there's too few activities right now for Crucible. Not so much that that, and I'm talking not talking about in a week. Like I can definitely choose different things. But there's not enough Crucible activities right now. Like you always you every other week you'll always have Clash. Every other week you'll always have um, what is it the um, Supremacy. Like, you'll have certain things that appear, like, if you didn't play it this week, you'll play it next week. When a rotation of, let's say, every four weeks, like, there's a brand new game mode that pops up. Like, that would be really, really cool. Um, I, I want to see more of that, more more of, more of variety in, in the Crucible, because right now it's just, it's either Control or it's Clash. All right. So the next question um, that or item that we that popped up that I wanted to bring up is what is going to be the subclass you start with now that you have seen all three in action? Mm. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I want you to go first. Okay. Uh, well, let me think. Arc Strata. Come on. Come on. I'm a hunter, man. 
Yeah. Hunter, I, Hunter all day. I already promised myself I was going to go Hunter, but let me tell you how tempting that Warlock is. Bro, I mean, they're both tempting. The Warlock's tempting. The Titan's tent- tempting. But like, and I've said that. I said, man, I kind of want to play Warlock because I've seen it. I thought I don't kind of want to play Titan because I've seen it. But then at the end of the day, at the end of the day, a hunter is a hunter, and I'm a hunter. Hunter master class, baby. Oh, yeah. That jump. You just, ugh. No, you, jump, you know what sold me on a hunter? The first time I ever threw a throwing knife and it killed an enemy. And its head exploded? Its head is like, it was a fall. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? I hear. I, I, paw, I, I went to orbit, walked away from the game, and I got something to drink. <laughs> I like I, I've I've I was just I I, I the one thing I, I will say though I don't really want to play Golden Gun that much I don't want to play Golden uh... unless it feels really good there's a chance that it could feel really really good but unless like they did something to it to make it feel especially good Golden Gun like I played it so much in year one and year two. I don't know. Actually, maybe I didn't play. Wait, time out. Once <laughs> Tether came around, I stopped playing Golden Gun. And there was a period of time where I only Arcbladed. But there was also a period of time where Arcblade was nerfed. And during that time, I played Hunter, Golden Gun, a lot. And I just get... It super just doesn't feel as good as other supers. I don't know. That's how I've felt in my well, time playing. Golden Gun? Yeah. For, there's just something. Like, I use it anytime Mayhem... Like, I was playing it last week. Anytime Mayhem comes around, I play Golden Gun. Because, like, why wouldn't you play Golden Gun? But... It just like I love the mid game of it. I love blowing people up with trip mines. I love the throwing knives, but it's just like when I pull out the super, it just is unsatisfying as a super for some reason to me. Well, that's the first time I've heard that. No, I, I definitely think that with the dodge ability for a golden gun, like that changes up a lot. Like the it one does. of the things that that um the blade arc blade and the um the night stalker had were movement yes you had a throwing knife with with a with a golden gun but just the movement was so huge i mean dodging or the rolls with with the night stalker especially that changed up the game for hunters it made them way more agile made, made them able to survive a lot of items blink we already know how le- legendary blink was I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, you could blink as a void walker, but blink was especially powerful in the hunter's hands. That's what made blink so blink, so vicious. Blink strike, boom. Yeah. So, uh, so I I think that getting a movement of some sort for a golden gun is huge because it allows them to pop in, do what they need to do, pop out, get out. I will say some of the 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 tree class tree options looks kind of cool for golden gun mm-hmm. making it a true gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm excited to play with with Arc Strider. Even though I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at that Dawn Blade with 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 loving eyes. Sentinel, I I can see potential for it, and and I, I think it's cool. But knowing that you throw the shield once, that's it. You, yeah. you get to do a lot of shoulder charges and then throw Wait. the shield. And if you want, pop your... your Wait, your, if you throw the shield, your super's done? I think you can only throw it once. I thought you could throw it multiple times. It, it'll ricochet off of multiple targets. But I think you can only throw it once. Huh. Yeah, we have to play but, with it a little, a little bit later on. But Yeah, yeah. The beta. The beta, that's when we'll figure this all out. Right. So the last question that was brought up was by Mr. Kevin DeLancer. Why are we not going to be able to do anything on patrol on the beta? Because they don't want to spoil it, man. And I'm okay with that. I am completely okay with not doing anything on patrol. I'm completely okay with us only doing what we're doing because it's only what we've seen. And then when I get the game, I don't have this experience that I sometimes have with games where I play what I already played to death in the beta. I'm sure these missions will 
and strike and these maps might be kind of stale because they were beta but at the same time rusted lands was the beta map and i love rusted lands still so Mm -hmm. i just they don't want things to get spoiled they don't want things to get stale i'm okay with that yeah my theory is that patrol is the biggest change that they had in the game and it's the biggest thing that it's the biggest source of their post game content so they kind of want to hide that, even though I know that sounds weird because we're going to be going to the planets for missions and patrol or whatever. But I think that there's a lot more in the patrols than we're being led on to, you know, kind of know. And I think that there's so much there that it potentially spoils the game. And knowing that nothing carries over, like that, that's a huge Huge risk to, to release that beta. I mean, the patrol on beta because we really don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for patrol. I, I, we've already we've been talking about it a lot on the show. Um, those lost sectors, those flashpoints, um, those I, I'm Adventures. super excited for for patrol, which is weird just to say. It really is weird. It's always good when you can get excited for patrol though, because patrol is kind of. Patrol is what was missing from Destiny 1 because, yes, everybody's like, this game needs an end game. It does. It needs a strong and expanded end game. Mm-hmm. But the thing that, that keeps people playing for so long is Patrol. And everything you can just do, one by yourself, two, just to kill time. I mean, look at how much more time we spent with the game in year one when to really play the game and level up in the game, you would just go to patrol and sit in front of a cave for eight hours straight. Mm. Like that's when we spent time was when we were spending time in patrol. So now that patrol is going to be what pulls us into the game to level, to get gear. Like I really hope that the number one place to get gear is patrol and the things you're doing in patrol because that is what keeps this game more replayable because patrol is such a big interactive area that it's not going to get stale like doing the same strike over and over and over again you'll be in the same area but you'll be exploring it in a different way every single time you enter that patrol Mm -hmm. all right so with that we're going to go ahead and close up messages from the reef so if you guys have any questions that you want us to talk about on the show or any topics you want to bring up Send us an email to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at inorbitpodcast or send us a message on twitch.tv slash dsbolt. We'll go ahead and use it on the show and we'll go ahead and uh, reference you. But make sure to include your information. And with that, we're going to go ahead and close this episode of In Orbit. We are done with this stage. I just wanted to use that. I'm sorry. That's okay. Go ahead and close this bad boy up. Uh, All right. Well, we want to thank you all for listening to In Orbit. We are available on a ton of platforms, so please make sure you're spreading the word. The best way to do this is to simply share In Orbit with others. We are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Downcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, YouTube, and we also have an RSS feed. Links to each are available right on the Mash Those Buttons website at www.mashthosebuttons.com. Make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network at mashthosebuttons.com slash shows to see all of our podcasts. For any questions regarding scheduling, check mashosbuttons.com slash schedule for all scheduling details. Check us out on twitter.com slash MTB site, twitter.com slash inorbitpodcast, facebook.com slash mashosbuttons, youtube.com slash mashosbuttons. David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Bolt or stream me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DS Bolt no spaces, no underscores. And I'd just like to say real quickly, uh, I won't be able to join next week, um, which is the week of the beta, unfortunately, because I'm going to be going out of town on the weekend. Still going to play the heck out of the beta. I will look forward to listening to you and Jordan and Excess crew discuss that beta in two weeks. I'll be here raving about it. Don't you worry. Awesome. 
And as always, you can find me on all the different social network sites and gaming platforms via my screen name, GoToNRG. That's G-O, the number two, N-R-G. As I mentioned, contact us with any questions at inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at twitter.com slash inorbit. Our prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls, points, and directs, shapes, and forms. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, and what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jarrett, and myself, We thank you for listening to our show, and as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls.